Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums, good evening, good night, good morning. Josh held down the fort admirably for us last week while Billy and I were at the Senior Bowl. So we got a ton of news or a lot to talk about from the Senior Bowl. We had a good time. We're still nursing our hangovers from that. We're we're in our 30s now where Billy's about to be there. The hangovers don't go away quite as quick. So we're uh, we're getting there. So it is Super Bowl week. We got some props. We got some talk on Super Bowl to go over. We're going to talk about Mighty Mouse, the quarterback today. Christmas shoes, Alvin Kamara. We got the coaching cycle, and I hear Billy's got some uh, fun words about a team from Texas today. And uh, yeah, basically, guys, we're just going to recap the Senior Bowl. Um, I'm going to go over some golf, my favorite plays of the week at the Waste Management Championship, what I consider the drunk man's masters. And uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you about someone later in the show that uh, I have a raging, raging, raging crush on. That was at the Senior Bowl. So I was wondering, uh, I was wondering how gosh. far you were about to go with that. <laughs> Billy, what is up with y'all? It was totally Dan Campbell, for sure. Um, just going to cut right through that. But um, no, I'm not going to lie, man. It is really nice to have you guys back. I always thought, I always kind of envisioned myself going solo, you know, uh, in my 17-minute ramble of a podcast last week. If anyone listened to that, I'm sorry, kind of, but I, I appreciate you also listening. Uh, it's a lot harder to argue and have a conversation when it's just you. So, uh, Billy, I don't know how you do it with the tailgate. Pro- how does one get a degree from Penn Station? Please let. <laughs> so, me. so there's a they have a new uh, thing that they have going on. It's a, a an internship, uh, and they a do sub, uh, a grants. Maker it's one, a grant maybe? situation. I don't know, man. I said Penn Station. I was hungry. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Um, honestly, the only way I could do a solo podcast is if I already have all the information laid out and then I just read it basically, because that way I can't get off topic. Um, we got, or some, we got a ramble. whole bunch of guests for your normally solo podcast tomorrow though. So that'll That's be true. Fun. Yeah. Tune in. By, yeah. Let's just, just throw that out there now. So tune into the dynasty tailgate podcast tomorrow where we will have Steffi Smalls and Dan Turner from champions round are going to join us to recap the week that we had in the senior bowl. Cause we hung out with them a bunch, came friends, fast friends, and it was a lot of fun. So please tune into that podcast tomorrow and see what all we learned, but we got a lot. We got to dump out the moat in the notebook today on the senior bowl. Cause there's a lot to get to um, from notes. 
Josh is just going to nod along um, as we talk. No, I, guess. I, have, I have some comments about your guys' comments. So nice. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll participate as much. I would as love I to fill in the blanks for what we told you to say last week, because it's hilarious hearing you read the comments when you have no idea what's going no, on. Well, you guys sent me a text with like eight words in it. So I just kind of went off and <laughs> I assume this is what they mean by this. Exactly. We were having fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay. But, Let's have some more fun and get to the news. Let's start out right at the top. Mr. Kyler Murray has unfollowed the Cardinals on all forms of social media. Uh, We could mean the new contract could mean it's just for a Super Bowl ad, which I happen to think, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Guys, what do we think about Kyler Murray unfollowing every thing Cardinals on his Instagram and everything else? He's trying to go to Tampa. I mean... He's just trying to go to Tampa or it's nothing. And we're just blowing it out of the water. And it's that time of year. He's trying to get some news about him for the Super Bowl week. You know, no one's talking about Kyler. I don't know. He's that vain, but I don't know. I just hate how social media like just like rules the world now. He, he, he stopped following Deandre Hopkins on social media. And that's literally a news story. So um, I have to say it's nothing. I don't think they're going to move on from him very easily, and there's no way he can get to Tampa. Like, what's Tampa going to offer him? Kyle Trask? Air Raid, dude. He can he can operate in Air Raid. Yeah, it would take quite – I don't even know. I would say it would take quite a few draft picks, but I feel like it would take more than that, and they don't really have much to offer. So you're right. That would be a weird one for them. But I personally think this is all part of some weird – uh, Super Bowl ad that he's going to be in. Um, I, I honestly just the week before the Super Bowl, you do some kind of crazy marketing stunt like this. He does have a, a one year left on his deal, so maybe he's trying to angle for an extension earlier rather than later. But I that's just possible. I don't know. I, I just feel like that's not that cannot be the reason. I mean, I can totally see why he's doing it because this is just the time that we're in, and it's time for him to do that. I will say the 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 like belief that Kyler Murray has been bad. I, I still just don't understand how you can't see the team that's around him and say that that is a very flimsy team anyway. Like all we were talking about last offseason was they bring in JJ Watt, who's like thirty four. They bring in AJ Green, who's like thirty two. Um, and then they, I mean, they did get him Zach Ertz during the season, but as soon as DeAndre Hopkins got hurt. You throw in the Christian Kirk, you got Ertz, you got old man green, and you got that other guy that we didn't even really learn his name because it was not somebody that we're going to Antoine Wesley, I think was his name. Like Rondell Moore, you know, rookie. Yeah. And Rondell Moore, but it's just, I don't know. I still think there's a lot more that could be done there to like, you know, to really make that a good team. The Cardinals went from bottom feeders and then they got Kyler Murray. Not all teams can pull a Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals situation, which we didn't have any clue that that was even possible. So, I mean, the team was obviously last place for a reason, and it wasn't only because they didn't have a quarterback. So uh, there's definitely some holes there. But, I mean, Kyler literally was injured for, what, eight weeks and then came back and was just okay after that. So I have to say he wasn't fully healthy, and then he was his team wasn't fully healthy, so he was operating at half capacity, basically. Without a receiver like Hopkins, he doesn't have a leg to stand on out there. I mean, he already has enough going against him with his height, you know, with everything going on on that team, Kingsbury calling stupid plays all the time. I just, Kyler is very valuable to that team. And I think if this is something to do with this contract, he's trying to prove it. And, you know, I, it's news. It's just, 
Super Bowl week news. Hey, it's almost as bad as off-season news. What's wrong? What's wrong with his height? Five ten's <clears throat> tall, man. Yeah, if that. <laughs> See, the problem is they need to invest in like just really small offensive line. Like get those real stocky dudes, so you can the guys see are three eighty five seven. Yeah, exactly. Just go after yeah. all five seven guys that are like you know three fifty. So Danny got it. Bulk them up exactly. <laughs> get a bunch of Dannys out there. Exactly. So sorry, Danny. I don't know. Well, yeah, he's a short king. We like him. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Kyler Murray. I. It's hard for me to think this is actual news just quite yet. I feel like there's still, still a lot more to this story. Or maybe there's nothing. So, like Joe said, this is worse than camp news. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to a little bit more news, and that would be Mr. Alvin Kamara decided to go to uh, the strip club before the um, Pro Bowl and beat the snot out of some guy. Uh, I saw the pictures. It's a brutal beatdown. What happened to this guy? And Alvin Kamara was arrested, um, played the Pro Bowl with a warrant out for his arrest, which is a little gangsta, but still, a man got harmed here, so I don't want to make light of that. But, guys, what do we think this means for Alvin Kamara going into the next season? It's not good. What we've seen in the past is there is video. Now, from what I've found, have you seen the video? Has it been released yet? I've I hadn't seen the seen, I hadn't even seen the pictures until I, was about to say, I saw the pictures. I've, I've seen the video leading Oof. up to the fight, which I'm assuming the, the police kind of took the rest of it. But what we know with things in the past is as soon as the video is leaked, it's game over. So I don't, I mean, one, he should not have done that. I don't understand how hard <laughs> it is for these guys. He should not, not have done do that. You're right. Stupid shit. But they do it and you know it's horrible the guys that don't get caught on video the nfl seems to turn a blind eye to but that uh that video thing makes me think he's going to be suspended at minimum and maybe not play next season ah uh, i have to say that i don't it's like two games can. probably yeah i'd say a couple of games I, I as much as as much as i like don't condone the situation happening i mean he just got in a fight and i mean yes he beat the shit out of the guy so, I mean, I'm not saying that's not true, and I'm not saying it was okay because it absolutely wasn't. And obviously, you're at the Pro Bowl. Like, don't be a jackass. But um, it was just a fight. It wasn't like, I don't know. Could have been. It could have been a worse, serious, more serious situation. So I just see him getting suspended for a few games. I, don't I mean, they fractured my man's orbital, orbital bone. It'll be a lawsuit. He's going to be paying a lot of money to that Dude, guy. Dude, I, I think they're going to make an example of him. I, I don't know. It seems like one of those things. The NFL is being to. way too quiet about this right now. That's because we'll they never comment on anything that happens until they have all the data or whatever they say. It's true. We'll see. I hard for me to so, think they're going to give him more than three or four games at the oh, worst. You, sh- I, I, you should have been selling him in the first place. I would have sold. Well, him that's before. actually that's actually a whole other story. Should we be buying him now? I would say so. With this mean, news, they, actually, you might maybe. Probably get him cheaper, especially when they hand down the punishment. You could probably get him dirt cheap, and he will probably be good eventually at some point next season. It just depends on what the Saints do with their. There's a lot still to figure out before we get. Well, to when that Kyler one. Murray goes there, it's going to be hunky dory. Could be. Okay, let's move on to the coaching cycle. So I actually I brought a video clip to the uh, to the podcast this evening. This is Mr. Mike McDaniel 
offensive coordinator for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. He was hired by the Miami Dolphins to coach um, and hopefully be Tua's good friend. And here is the interaction that they let loose on social media. So it's about a minute long. Just bear with us. It is just that good. There he is, man. I just had to get on with you real quick. Um, we're going to have an extensive professional relationship, my man. One thing I know about you is you have the ambition to be great. My job is to coach you to get all that greatness out of you. And it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be work, but I know you're not afraid of that. So um, this, is, this is an awesome day for me. Um, and I'm damn sure going to make sure that when you look back on this day, you're going to be like, damn, that was one of the best days of my career too. Okay? But I'll earn that from you. You got me? No, since you can't hear him, he's, there's a camera on us right now. Since you can't hear him, he's he's telling me how excited he is and uh, that there's no other coach he'd rather play for in the entire world, which I thought was nice since it, this is the first time I've really talked to him. <laughs> I'm elated, bro. It is It is an unbelievable opportunity for me that I do not plan on wasting in the slightest. You can, I promise you that. Um, I'm all in. You're going to get the best um, out of me that you could possibly get. There's there's only one way to do anything great, so um, and there's no shortcuts. But let's go do something that's worth doing. It's on, bro. If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black because we're going. It'll be outstanding, dude. I, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy for myself, um, and I think the Dolphins fans should be happy as well. Okay, all right. I have so much to unpack here. I have not seen this, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, the way you look at it. So tell me that that's not Pete Davidson and this isn't an SNL skit is my first thing. Looks exactly like him. He looks goofy and the whole it's, thing. It's, that was real. That was a marketing team that put that together. And yes, the, that the Miami Dolphins that. released that on their social media. That's, that's really what they went with. Oh, y'all need to get new marketing teams. That was awful and painful that was to watch. So cringeworthy, you couldn't man. have oh at least recorded God. the audio on the other side to where you at least had both of them. On yes. a Zoom call or Unplug something? the AirPods, my friend. In the video, he's wearing AirPods. They're on an airplane, um, and he's FaceTiming to a – that's why you couldn't get his reaction because the AirPods were in, so you couldn't hear him. Um, it's it's just like a train wreck that just keeps crashing, and you can't stop watching, but at the I just, same time, it's just – There ah! were so many things that were wrong with that, but the whole thing – the worst thing was me. It was when he said – I'm going to get all the greatness out of you, man. And I, I don't know why, but that was offensive to me. And I didn't know that that was possible. Oh, I so love his like, do you have any eye black at home? If you, if you don't have any eye black at home, you should go get some. <laughs> I want you to look back at this and be like, man, that was just, that was just the best day of my life. Oh my God. I, he said I, I was him. the best coach, which is weird. And we can't hear the audio. So <laughs> right. So it's like, like literally, you know. it's like literally like, like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> are you even talking to a real person on the I other end of that line that right now? I mean, why would they do that? All of it oh, was so bad. God, no, I heard that. And I was like, immediately like, we got to play this because this guy is a treasure. That and is he's the head coach, correct? Yes. Can you so imagine that first. halftime speech? It's with that. <laughs> hey guys, guys, that guy. guys. If you don't have any eye black, you should run home and get it real quick. Guys, are we come back? We need to come out in the second half and um and and win. Like win is kind of what I think we should probably do right now. 
Like it's just, it's incredible. So anyway, that's our new Dolphins head coach, Mike McDaniel. He's coming from San Francisco. I actually don't hate the hire because if he does bring over San Francisco system, that could actually be good for Tua. I mean, they've uh, made Jimmy G look really good with a good run game. And if he tries to implement something similar to that, maybe you could use Jalen Waddle a little bit deeper downfield. Like I, I just think there's a lot more he can do, but as a head coach, that guy, like, woof, boy. <laughs> Yeah. Don't know what to make of that. All right. Well, you know, I said Miami was a year off, but uh, let's just go ahead and scratch that, push that back the, the way. <laughs> Slap a couple more years on it. Slap yeah, a couple more years on that. Let's see uh, what offseason moves they make first. Yeah. I mean, they need a running back. Uh, no offense to Gaskin, who actually did have a pretty decent no, year last year. Uh, but I'm saying, I, I'm saying that Gaskin actually did all right last year. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. It wasn't great, but it was okay. They need another guy. They, they, he needs to be the Pollard to Zeke combo which i don't even know if that's a really good analogy but small and big okay well i'm going to talk about the houston hire do you all want to talk about a couple of the other hires that were made I, recently i would i'd like to start with jacksonville whenever i okay. go up go go doug peterson oh, all right well talk i'd like to him. start with doug peterson I'm, I'm lucky my i'm happy my man got a opportunity here um i'm not happy it was jacksonville but i think that with a young quarterback and trevor lawrence uh it can't be worse than urban meyer so hypothetically i mean he should he should do pretty good. Um, and he's a good coach, young team, uh, with same, eh, not really the same thing with the Eagles, but, um, team that has talent, but needs to learn how to use it. And I think Doug Peterson will at least, uh, get some good play calling. Although Frank Reich was the genius mastermind behind that Super Bowl run. So, uh, I'd like to know who their offensive coordinator is. I don't know if they've made that hire yet, or if it's still the same person or what, but, um, looking forward to seeing what he can do. I think he'll at least at the very least, uh, transform that offense to a little bit better than what it was last year. So I could see that. I like that. Um, let me, let me get my Houston take out of the way real quick. Um, so Houston, I hate your organization. Let's just come out and say it now. So Houston had David Coley on the staff and they, he was going to be a Patsy coach. It was only one year just to get through the Sean Watson stuff and then come out the other side. Okay, sure. Fine. That's that. If that's what you wanted to do. That's fine. Okay. Then you were going to hire Luke McCowan. Let's not beat around the bush. Luke McCowan was, or not, is it Luke McCowan? Josh McCowan. My bad. Josh Wrong McCowan. McCowan. Wrong McCowan. Josh McCowan was going to get hired there and be the head coach. That was going to happen factually. And then the Brian Flores lawsuit comes out. Now we can't hire Josh McCowan because of the lawsuit. It's going to look very strange that, you know, we had Brian Flores. It kind of seemed like we were going to hire him, but we're not going to go with Brian Flores. We're going to go with Josh McCowan. And then the lawsuit comes out. So then what do we got to do? We can't have Josh McCowan. He is a whitehead coach who has no coaching experience. So that's not going to look, you know, good in the eyes. Let's just go to Lovey Smith. He's already in the building. So they hire Lovey Smith as the head coach to be another Band-Aid coach for another year. Like, I, I, this frustrates me to no end. I know Lovey Smith had a good career at Chicago. He had a terrible career at Illinois when he was coaching there. And he was only on David Culley's staff as the defensive coordinator because they just needed a bridge to the next year. So instead of the bridge working, they fired the first part of the bridge and now they just elevated his defensive coordinator to be the head coach next year, which is also, he's going to get fired at the end of next season. 
So if you have bets out there for who's the f- first coach high or fired, and you don't think anybody's going to go during the middle of the season, put your money on Levy Smith because he is not going to be the coach in 2023 because this this plan got botched <laughs> and and they were going to hire Josh McCowan and they couldn't, so they just landed on Levy Smith. And I just feel like this is really disrespectful to every player on the Texans team because you're just doing this year to year and you're not trying to win. And that's what you should be doing in sports, trying to win. And it frustrates me. It's very frustrating because Lovey Smith, sorry, Josh, let you finish. Lovey Smith will forever hold a dear place in my heart. He took teams that had no business being in the playoffs to the playoffs very consistently. He was very respected. He was a great leader. You know, we went to the Bucks, did his thing down there. Um, and now he gets this, which is an awesome opportunity for him. You know, I'm sure he's getting a nice payout of this, but he's going to be a damn good coach for that team that has no talent on it whatsoever. And for him to be viewed as a placeholder when he should be giving a shot, a real shot at an NFL team is horrible. Absolutely horrible. I love Lovey Smith. I, I love watching him coach, and I hope him the best. I hope he gets a crack at a head coaching job, if not in Houston for an extended period of time, then somewhere else, because he truly deserves it. But to me, it's just wild that, you know, the whole to the whole all white hires and everything, and then the whole Brian Flores situation. It's wild to me that people like Eric Bienemy, who's been a phenomenal offensive coordinator for the last, I don't know, what, five years with Kansas City. Uh, doesn't even have a crack at any of these jobs, and they hire some of these. Some of these positions are pretty terrible. And personally, Levy Smith, I don't even think was the worst one. I think it was the worst for the position where he's at. Um, but yeah, Levy Smith has. Well, it's had. just a sham. Like that's the that's what my issue is. It's like Levy Smith's a solid coach. They're going to be a solid team next year because they they had Josh McCown, they had Flores in there as well, and then they didn't hire Flores after he released. Which I feel like Flores was a, a shoe in at Houston, and maybe he just didn't. He was. Go to well, it was when the lawsuit came. Like he filed yeah. that lawsuit, and then Houston's like, "Well, we can't hire somebody who's actively suing actively me." Suing. So I like we're going to have to go with Josh McCown, but because of the lawsuit, we can't make it look like that. So let's hire. Lovey Smith, who nobody, he was not in this year's coaching cycle. Like maybe next year he was going to get, you know, re-upped, but they just went with him. And I just, it's such a, I don't know, it's a horrible practice. I, I hate how that went down. Oh, so I yeah, we have two or three black head coaches. Technically Mike McDaniel is half black, which I did not know until uh, last week when Dead, Deadspin put out an article saying that, that, they were looking at a white coach and then everybody had to correct them with Mike McDaniels actually half black. So technically three black head coaches in the NFL and one of them is a sham. So that should just tell you where we're at with that. Don't want to get too far into that Brian Flores situation, but it's still, it's kind of Houston. I don't like the way you're doing things. Let's put it that way. David Coley should have at least gotten another year. If this is how this was all going to shake out. Just saying. Yeah. I am not a big fan of a lot of these coaching hires. Honestly, I didn't think that people did. I like Brian Dable in for the Giants. I think that's a solid hire. You got the GM from Buffalo, then you get Brian Dable there, and then you you know build out a staff from there. I think that's a good. That was a good hire. And then Nathaniel Hackett uh, with Denver. I don't love that. (laughs) I don't love it, but it has to make you think that Rodgers is going to Denver. It has to i mean that's the main literally thing. has to that's that's the only way that's gonna work if, if he's building a house in tennessee man 
Yeah, yeah which is so. super weird. Um, yeah, I was, we were, you know, we'll, we'll wait people on got that. lots of houses, though, man. You can't put too much stock in that. Yeah, that's the and, truth. And honestly, uh, no offense, Joe, and I'm, I'm sure you I, you probably don't feel this way, but I feel like the Matt Eberflus hiring was just kind of another, let's go off of someone who's had some success underneath someone, basically. And yeah. honestly, the the only thing that the Colts offense did well was the run game, and it's Jonathan Taylor, not because the coordinator. So I don't, I don't know. He's I was defense, I was, right? No, he was a defensive. Oh, was he defense? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Defense. My apologies. Uh, from everything I can read about the dude is he is like, he's more soft-spoken, but he's a good leader. Everyone respects him. He's got a good football mind. I don't know what this does to our defense. I mean, we're probably going to switch back to a three, four. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Don't do three fours, honestly. Well, I mean, everything's so hybrid now. I mean, you, no, everyone has a base defense, but they play basically everything the whole time. I mean, you have Roquan in place. You've got Cleo Mack. I mean, I just I think the pieces are there. It's just going to be interesting to see who we bring in to run his defense effectively. But they seem to be all in on getting Justin Fields the help he needs. So that's good. I, and they hired uh, God, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the Packers quarterback coach to be coordinator and. Uh, He's he had glowing things to say about Fields, which of course he's taking a job. He's going to have that, but you should uh, definitely say that. That'd be good. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what we can do, though. I'm actually I was pretty bummed out at first, but I think Poles and Eberflus will be uh, interesting, good tandem. I, I, I'm not saying any of these coaches are bad. I just don't think any of these coaches are necessarily like great hires. I didn't see anyone that stood out to me as a great hire or a great fit. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Dennis Allen can do in uh, New Orleans. He was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders for two years, and they were horrible. Eight and twenty-two was the record. Um, and he get, he was their defensive coordinator for the past like seven years. And the Saints' defense has been really solid. So maybe that's maybe he's you know matured since then. I don't know. Like maybe you know I hate to say that about a forty-nine-year-old, but maybe he's just learned more. Maybe he's learned under you know. Um, whoever just retired from there, Sean Payton. Maybe he just learned more from Sean Payton, and now he's ready to actually take on the job. Yep. But Saints having a defensive-minded head coach versus offensive-minded is going to be very strange because that is not what Sean Payton has done for the last, like, 16 years. I will say one of the people I actually like as a head coach but hate for the hire is Josh McDaniels, honestly. Um, I I think he's well-deserving of a head coach job. I just... Would have loved to see uh, who's the guy from the Raiders, special teams coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rich Bisaccia. Rich Bisaccia. Yeah. And he got a job at Green Bay who mm-hmm. lost to that field goal block, which is ironic. Thank God. They're going to need a freaking special teams coach. Be nice to have one finally. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it was, it was sad. I feel like what he did was pretty impressive, especially all things considering with all everything that happened to the Raiders last year. Um, but all that said, I think Josh McDaniels brings a certain, uh, aspect to the game that will be really nice not to mention probably trade partners with belichick on several occasions and they're already linking jc jackson there which should be pretty interesting because they are in need of a corner really badly yeah jc jackson is gonna get paid she deserves it i like jc jackson as we all know on this podcast i was gonna say you already drafted him in our dynasty league i sure have all right i've got that jersey for you if you want it uh i'm i'll be waiting for it by the door joe as soon as it arrives oh by the way did you realize that jersey just now made it to uh guy in germany our uh nico 
Yeah, he got it like a week and a half ago. It was it was seriously. Yeah, he literally just he sent a he sent a picture to our DMs I think on Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, just now." I'm uh, glad I finally got there. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. we didn't touch on uh, the Mike Zimmer firing and uh, Kevin O'Connell. I don't know if you guys. I don't care to talk. About I, that. I don't really either personally, but I just, <laughs> maybe Billy had something to say. It's the Vikings. They'll make it. They'll have a good team, and then they'll. It's fall the Rams' apart. offensive coordinator, though, so that should be pretty interesting. Which I think is wild that he got hired. Ball. Yeah, I think we all kind of think Sean McVay. Well, we all know for a fact Sean McVay calls the plays, so hopefully yeah. he's good at development. That's also true. I don't um, know what he's developing. This, it's like this, he got Matt. He got Matt Stafford. <laughs> like I don't. This don't just goes to me. Know. Like, why is Bienemy not hired? There was talks of. I him. okay. So Jordan pitched this uh, on Twitter that maybe Bienemy is waiting out Andy Reid. Like the plan mm-hmm. is for him to take over for Kansas City once Andy Reid finally retires, and he's just going to wait that out. But at the Reed same time, old. he had a, a heart believe. attack or a stroke a few years back too, or last year. You had a lot of legal. I don't know. I'm back, glad that you just randomly day, tossed too. that out there, though. What? He's just like, yeah, he had a stroke, heart attack sometimes. No, it was on know. the field. Like he got he he was carted off the field like at, during a mid game. Yeah, yeah I remember it. Ha- I remember it happening. Oh. It's just, it was I'm like saying, right at the end of the game. He's getting flipping. old. He's Seems getting flipping. old. I feel like you know. It was that's that's, that's valid news. I don't, don't don't chastise me here. Don't patronize me. Okay. Well, we are going to patronize you here now. So we went to the Senior Bowl. Me and Joe. Um, we did. Where are I didn't. To, I know that's why we're going to chastise you and patronize you for it. So we went to the Senior Bowl. We got a notebook full of notes. Let's just dump them all out here. Can Can I start? Okay. All right. So on my 17 minute podcast escapade uh, last week, I was told Malik Willis woof, and I was like, "What does this mean?" And then Joe goes woof woof, and so it was triple woof, the good old triple woof. And uh, I mean. I just want to. I want you guys to explain this to me. Why? Why is he a triple wolf? And then now he's all of a sudden flying up draft boards. Okay, I I'll take this one, Joe. Yeah, we so talked about this all week. I okay. I want to preface it by saying maybe wolf was a little strong. Maybe it only needed one wolf, maybe two. I just don't love the man's arm. He plays like Jalen Hurts. It, it's so Jalen Hurts that it hurts to watch. I don't, I don't like that that you use that as a comparison personally. It's what it's what it is. He is a very fantastic runner of the football. When he is running and he's in space, he is so quick, so fast, and he can get away from defenders like nobody's business. Um, he just can't throw the ball accurately, and I don't. That's the part of the game. He's got a really strong arm, so it's like if you can hone those skills mate like his arm is way stronger than Jalen Hurts it's just the accuracy might be a little even worse than Jalen Hurts so it just scares me taking that guy on your team knowing that he can run his like he's got like a you know on Madden like a 99 in running ability but his throwing ability is probably hovering in the low 70s that is just a frightening thing to you know put your entire franchise behind and that's why I just Cannot see him as a franchise quarterback, at least right away. But I guarantee if you draft him, you're going to have to play him right away. Oh, yeah. So that's the thing is all the teams he's being linked with right now are like Carolina. And, he's going to uh, have to Pittsburgh. play. Like, no. he is, he's not a sit person. Tomlin, Tomlin ran over and talked to Malik Willis's parents, apparently, for 30 minutes um, during right after practice during there. And he was he was all over the quarterbacks. He was talking to him a lot. So 
I mean, there's definitely interest there. He did hit a trash can with no defense on the field in the end zone twice in a row. Uh, it was, on purpose it was or on accident? No, it was on purpose. It was really impressive. Um, all right. But no, I, what we're trying to the entire all none of the quarterbacks look good. None of them looked great, and it was he probably looked the best solely on the fact that he ran. But I didn't really, I wasn't really impressed with any of the quarterbacks there. I think there's talent there, but there's not a guy that I saw at least, and Billy, I think you agree with me that can go into an NFL franchise and just take the helm. I don't think that guy exists. There, there's a red draft. flag with everyone, to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Howell was elusive. Um, he didn't get sacked. But short. Uh, yeah, Ritter threw a good ball, but overthrew a lot of people. Um, Pickett made some questionable mistakes as well. I mean, there Pickett was not... has small hands, which we yeah. will find out at the combine exactly. He's double jointed. He was not going to get his hand measured this week or last week, so we do not know exactly. But he is double jointed, and it looks kind of like a claw when it's at like just like you know. So he couldn't get an accurate measurement. The rumor is they're under uh, nine inches, which is frightening to know if you are a GM. And he did look the best during the senior bowl. He was the best quarterback out there, but it's just, he doesn't have the strongest arm. It just looks like a game manager. So the practices we watched with no defense, no pass rush, nothing. I mean, they were, every quarterback was overthrowing, underthrowing. And I know it happens, but it just seems like, we should have seen CRISPR play from the quarterbacks. I mean, it was, it just wasn't exciting. I mean, you, you did say it rained the entire time as well. So, I mean, it yeah. did, but that it did rained make it, football. That did I mean, make it, it tough. That's fair. I mean, I get it, but like getting an accurate read on that would be a little different in a nice day. But it sounds like Pickett is kind of in, in a lucky situation then where he can actually be in this draft class and be top of the class instead of being the, you know, sixth quarterback down. Yeah, like yeah. last year he would have been a fourth or fifth rounder. This year he's a first rounder. And I don't know, he could probably game manage and he'll probably be the best of this bunch. Malik Willis has the highest ceiling, but I was going to say back to Malik Willis, this whole running that in. NFL that we're getting into, everyone that's why he went up. I, I actually was just messing with you guys. I, I just wanted your triple woof and all of a sudden he's climbing I, up. Draft I don't boards. think it's a terrible plan to to take him i understand why you would it's just it would it's for fantasy for example i would be nervous as hell if you have if he ends up with like washington with the commanders and you have to have the terry mclaurin like that that would scare the shit out of me because he is going to throw it you know 80 yards or he could throw it 60 70 yards down the field but the accuracy is I would have to say his best situation would be Pittsburgh because of the offensive weapons that he has. So he wouldn't feel like he needs to try so hard with just McLaurin and Gibson. I think it would open up some stuff for Gibson, but it would mess their line instantly. Yeah. Well, because him and can you imagine him and Najee running around just doing weird shit and pitching it to him? But yeah, it was fun. His two Again, for four with eleven a... yards isn't a good. Uh, well, his his ability to read the field is also frightening. But he also can, like he did in the game, bust off a twenty-seven yard run and probably could have made it to the end zone if he didn't get tackled by I think it was Channing Tindall. Um, and it's just like that's the the frightening part. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a comp guy, but I was reading about and I saw Josh Allen's name tied to him twice. And the biggest Multiple thing times. that the NFL is trying to do. Um, Josh Allen's the anomaly. People don't get more accurate as they get older. It He's the anomaly. And you're trying to get – I mean, even Lamar Jackson, he's frightening. He's looked better. He might complete a pass here or there. 
but he hasn't gotten better as a passer. And you're going to deal with that, you know, losing a game that you should have won because of that. And I think exactly. that's the problem with Malik. I don't know what everyone else was saying with him. Really no, I, and I guess it's just he's got the arm strength and he can run. And if you can get that in your building, maybe you can morph it into something. Yeah, that but you Josh, can use. Josh Allen's also a beast of a human being, and Malik Willis is that's a normal sized quarterback. So, right, he's, I think, isn't he six? No, he's not he's six, 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 six one okay yeah. i mean they might have measured him as six two with his with his high heels on and stuff you know? no it, it's probably six because he was with the six foot quarterback so he was probably about six one but i don't know it's just i don't love it but can we get to some people we do love i have a massive crush on somebody talk about him joe he's first name on my oh list. my uh so rashad white everyone just drafted him oh so it is a dude it is it is man Rashad White, from the minute he stepped on the field, he he is massive. He is strong. He was blocking. He was throwing people. He's fast. We saw him doing a couple agility drills that he started off kind of slow, but he picked up over time. The burst on this kid is phenomenal. During the game, he routinely should have had like one or two yards, and he routinely picked up eight, nine, ten yards uh, when he was stopped. He also had the wherewithal in the game. For a bobbled snap, he uh, bent down, picked up the ball, and continued to almost get into the end zone on a two-point conversion. Um, I'm blown away by him. Plus, you add his receiving ability to it. I, I I couldn't be more excited about a player. I really, really couldn't be. Easily my favorite one of the, the week. He's tall, powerful. First guy that touches him is not bringing him down, which is exactly what you want in a running back. And he's just got really good speed. So I cannot wait to see where he ends up because I think whatever situation he ends up with, you're gonna it's gonna be tough to keep him off the field. Very yeah. like, I don't know, this this is kind of a I don't know if this is an exact comp, but like I was thinking like Joe Mixon, maybe like something like yeah. that runs kind of similarly. See the crazy thing is ASU used him like mainly as a pass catching back too. Mm-hmm. So and when you watch him take on contact the way he did, I was just like, Why weren't you guys doing this? you know? Very exciting. Uh, Let's get to the other running back that we loved, and that was Damian Pierce. He's from Florida. Uh, Heavily underutilized at Florida. Like, that was the one thing that, like, immediately, because his stats are horrible at Florida. But seeing him in person is a completely different story. He's only 5'9". He's a little powerful, like, bowling ball of a running back. But when we – there was a – on the day we were down there watching practice, there was a – drill at the end of practice where he had to do a blocking assignment against a pass rusher and he held his own against that pass rusher so he that like that kind of skill is going to immediately get him on the field because he is so strong and that like it's a skill that like you can't teach like he's just naturally strong and can hold his own in pass blocking and i think he's just going to be a great great addition to any team he's going to be able to snipe and bolt your touchdowns and for fantasy football, that's going to mean a lot coming into this upcoming season. Yeah, after watching that block he had where he first stood the defense event up and then the guy tried to recover and then he just pushed him straight to the ground, like with authority. Like it was not – he uh, he also had that one play at Florida where he got like hit on the four-yard line and his helmet popped off and he still ran into like five other people and scored a touchdown without a helmet on and – uh that's ferocious. I uh, I want to see that on an NFL field very Loved quickly. It. Loved it. Anything to add, Josh, since you were there? 
I was not there. If you recall that we talked about that already, <laughs> uh, I have nothing on that guy. Uh, you can, uh, you can move along. Okay. Let's get on to wide receivers. I want to dump all this out because we'll be talking about this in depth tomorrow, but wide receivers, there was really two or three that kind of like really popped off the page. Um, I'll get to Calvin Austin. Um, he was easily the best rising wide receiver this entire week. He went to Memphis. His route running is insane. Like he was easily juking out all of the defenders that are defensive backs that were on him in any of the, the drills that they were doing. And he's just so quick. He's a little short. So it's more of a like slot receiver kind of guy. Five, seven. Yeah. Um, so it's not really like the, like the height might be a problem, but if you're just going to use him like out of the backfield or in the slot position, he's very quick and he can get very open, very fast. And that I think is going to vault him up somebody's draft board because like just the uses you can find for him are going to be incredible. And he was easily one of the best risers in this class this year. Now is Calvin Austin related to Tavon Austin? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Because I'll get on little and, you know, I just I, all I could think of was Tavon Austin. No, was he was impressive question. with the route running and the quickness and all of the quarterbacks knew it. It was, you know, every snap in practice and even during the game, they were looking his way often because uh, they knew he'd be open. So definitely a guy to keep an eye on to see where he lands. For sure. And then the other wide receiver that was really good this week was Christian Watson. Um, kind of a surprising player you didn't really know much about at the time. He's 6'4", which is insane, and his catch radius is even crazier. He like It's it's one of those guys where I'm sure, because Cooper Cup played in the Senior Bowl, I'm sure it was something like that where you just see a player that kind of came from a small school and you didn't really think he was going to be much, but this guy was catching every ball that was thrown at him. And I, just a player at that size, he's going to end up being probably, I don't know, maybe the fifth or sixth wide receiver taken, maybe even higher by the time everything's said and done. And I could easily see him going to the second round. I, I think he kind of solidified himself as a second round wide receiver. And for your fantasy drafts next year, he's going to be a steal wherever you get him in your dynasty drafts, especially. It's kind of ironic that he had a better year without Trey Lance. I know, right? Like that, yeah. it's very, very odd, but. He uh, was very good at the Senior Bowl. Very surprising. Yeah, I also another running back, real quick. I want to touch on was Abram Smith out of Baylor. He uh, his contact balance is ridiculous. I know they weren't really tackling, but he was consistently just bouncing off of people and picking up more yards. And his hands, the routes they had him running were true down, you know, wheel routes and that sort of thing. And he caught everything. So definitely a guy to keep an eye on on that one as well. But it's safe to say that you guys weren't the, uh, rooting for the American team. You're rooting for that national team. The national team was just so much better than the American team. I'll just it was pretty incredibly completely honest with you. Um, but I'll quickly get to another. I mean, this I'll just do the entire position. Do not worry about tight ends this year. You it, whatever tight ends you get are going to be fine. Um, they had Cole Turner was great. Trey McBride is easy, like that's the awesome. second round tight end that you're going to be able to take in your fantasy drive and feel comfortable. Um, Isaiah Likely, a uh, former basketball player, we heard him talk a little bit at the Senior Bowl. He was great. That's going to be a fantasy football tight end that you can easily take. There was a UCLA kid, uh, Dolchich, who was very good. Um, there's just like all these tight ends that doesn't even count, like Jalen Wiedermeyer, who wasn't even there because he was a junior. 
tight end this year is actually going to end up being a very useful position in fantasy. And I, I think we needed this kind of influx of tight ends to come in and really help out the position because it's been tough to find good tight ends, but like likely Turner, uh, there's a Ferguson that was really good in the senior bowl game. I didn't really check him out that much during practice. And then like Isaiah likely, those are all receiving tight ends. Like that, that their job is receiving. They're also good at pass blocking. So they'll get on the field, but they're, that's what they're coming in as is good receiving tight ends. Trey McBride, you're going to be able to take him in fantasy and probably use him next year. I know mm-hmm. rookie tight ends are a little sketch, especially not saying he's like a Kyle Pitts. You don't take him that high, but like, you, you know, it's, take a tight end that it's a useful guy that you're going to be able to draft later in your dynasty draft and still be able to have him on the field. So I have a question, actually. I, I know he didn't really see much of the field, but you guys were talking about quarterbacks um Carson Strong was there anything there I know he's kind of like one of the like fifth ranked quarterbacks but those are kind of people to watch in dynasty and yeah drafts he, and whatnot he was shocked me at how mobile he was because he was not mobile at all at Nevada um the only thing that I didn't like about Carson Strong last week was that so he had Romeo Dobbs dubs which was his wide receiver and main target there on his team and then he also had Cole Turner, which was his tight end, also at Nevada. Both of those guys were on his team that he was throwing to. I I don't love that because you're comfortable with them. Like I, I need to. I, and during the game, his two completions, one was to Romeo Dubs, and the other one was to Cole Turner. Like I I, I didn't love that he had his comfortability there. He's got a great arm, and he, I think he could be a good quarterback. Don't really trust what I saw last week, but in general, I need I just need to see more from him because I don't love some of his attributes. I was just wondering because he has the, the best likelihood of being drafted by a team that is going to be good. Although yeah. this year with all the draft kind of quarterbacks kind of falling in the middle of the middle of the ballpark instead of the top five, um, there's definitely some possibilities for good teams. Like whoever goes to Pittsburgh should at least and likely be one of these guys is going to vault up draft boards. <laughs> yeah, it's looking like Malik well, Willis. Malik Willis is doing it. One of these guys is going to jump up probably in the top 10. So. I've seen a lot of reports about Pickett going to the Carolina combine is next week or next month. <clears throat> I think that'll really tell us where, where people are leaning because that'll really solidify what people think about um quickly idp Perion winfrey is that guy he was the best player all week at practice best player in the senior bowl because he won the award for mvp he was just this was the best week of football of anybody that was there so in your idp drafts look out for the name Perion winfrey he does play defensive tackle so that does kind of scare people off but i think just his energy and his like ability like he was just crushing every rep out there it i was, think he's gonna be dominant good. It was. He was like, dominant. There was no other person that that was that dominant on the field. Not not that was at his level. It was there was a couple other players that I loved, but he was at a different level. He it didn't seem like everybody else wanted to be out there when he was out there because he was killing everyone. Um, so the only player that I have that I didn't love last week. This will be my last guy. Maybe Joe has another one, but I did not love Brian Robinson from Alabama. He just didn't stand out and. In a week where you have players like Rashad White, Damian Pierce, Abram Smith, you got to stand out. And when they played in the game on Saturday, TJ Pledger, who came in on Thursday, we didn't even get to see him because Thursday was closed to outside media except for the NFL credentialed people. TJ Pledger came in on Thursday, apparently did enough to warrant him leading the team in rushing on Saturday. 
And Brian Robinson was on that team. So I didn't, I don't like that. I don't like that is how that worked out. And I don't think Brian Robinson will be somebody that I'm pushing for this off season. Maybe if he lands in a good, in a good spot, maybe that'll convince me otherwise, but I'm pushing him a little bit further down my draft board than I thought. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Uh, one more note. Uh, I got to talk about my defensive line guy, Logan Hall out of Houston. Um, they were doing a uh, offensive line, uh, defensive line drills on there. And he picked up the offensive lineman, threw him down. The guy got back up and he spun around with like an elbow to the back of the head and just pushed him down and got to the quarterback immediately. It was one of the most impressive things I saw all week next to the Damian Pierce block. But uh, keep an eye out for him because he's big. He's mean. He plays with a high motor. So IDP guys, late round, no one's going to be on him. Snag him. Yep. And we would like to say we did not get to see our – coveted Devin Lloyd he opted out Jahan Dotson also opted out so we didn't get to see the best wide receiver that was going to be there so that was a little frustrating um, I guess they liked where they were going to get drafted so they did not go um, we also did not get to see Dalvin Cook's brother James Cook he also opted out I'm not positive why he did that because he's his draft position was not solidified and I think Rashad White may have usurped him I, I, I from what I saw James White this entire season Versus what I just saw Rashad White do, I would rather take uh, Rashad White than James Cook. So, I don't know. It was crazy good. Yeah. It was crazy good. Okay. Enough Senior Bowl talk. We'll get Josh back involved. We are going to talk Super Bowl. So, the Super Bowl is this Sunday. If you're listening to this podcast on Monday, the game was yesterday. I hope you watched it. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, guys, let's just talk a little bit, kind of our predictions, what we think is going to happen. And then we'll talk a few of the prop bets real quick. Um, who do we think is going to win? Right. I, I don't know, man. I think, I think since he actually has a chance at this, I think, uh, Matt Stafford could choke. And I think that, uh, our boy, Joe Burrow is just Joe cool. And, uh, I just love everything about him right now. I love the uh, memes. I love everything about him. Everybody wants Cincinnati to win, which is kind of great. Cause they're not even mad at St. Louis for Cronky. Uh, so, or the Rams for Cronky, I should say, uh, no, I'm, I'm, It'll probably be the Rams, unfortunately, but I would really like it not to be. I, I bet most of my money on the Rams to win, but I am going Bengals in my heart of hearts. I would love to see this is the chaos pick. You, you don't, this team was not even supposed to be in the playoffs this year. We predicted the AFC records beginning of the season. We picked them to finish ninth in the, in the AFC and they're going to maybe win the Super Bowl. Like I, I love it. This is just, total chaos they're a year way probably a year or two ahead of schedule and it's just incredible i don't think they're ever going to get back to this point they had to a lot of balls had to bounce the right way for them to get here and i just let's ride it all the way out they'll they'll be one of those weird teams that wins the super bowl and you're kind of wondering how in the hell that happened and they're gonna who are you referring to nobody josh there's not any team (laughs) i was thinking of that I always think about the Eagles. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, Billy was thinking about. Eagles would be one of those teams. Uh, the Giants, uh, when when they had that weird both of the times run. they beat yes the... both times when yeah. they didn't seem to have the best team, but they ended up there. So I think the Bengals join. I think this will be the most random. This is way more random than the Eagles. The Eagles at least the Eagles were the number one seed at the time. Exactly. The Eagles. Close. At least it wasn't random. This is random as hell when the the Bengals win. So I I would love to see chaos. 
I, I just I love, love the people they, they took down. They took the number the number two seed down. They took the number one seed down. Wait, who'd they play in the wild card? I already forgot. Oakland Raiders. So they, okay, that one was that was a gimme. Yeah. Anyway, so they take the number two seed down. <laughs> they take the number one seed down, and now they take the the Rams down. I mean, in the Super Bowl. I just I want to see it. Uh, uh, do it for Harambe. Dicks out <laughs> all Super Bowl long. Just excited. Exactly. Okay, well, let's get to a few of these fun prop bets. Joe, you have something you like? Um, I love all the random. Give me just a second, Bill. I got it pulled up right here for you, man. Sorry. Uh, I love all the random uh, golf and uh, and NFL mixes. Um, we got uh, what will be more John Rom birdies in the round one of waste management or Super Bowl 56 total touchdowns. Uh, you got to put this bet in tomorrow, Thursday, if you want to get it. Um, but a tie pays plus 550. So I kind of like that one quite a bit. Let's see. Um, what go- what color Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning head coach? All right, I'll give you the options. Plus 250 clear or water. Plus 300 orange. Plus 350 is yellow or green. Plus 400 is blue. Plus 600 is none. Plus 1200 is red. And plus 1400 is purple. I always love the Gatorade, but... I think yellow. I think it last year it was yellow. I'm pretty I sure. I feel like it's always like yellow, orange, or red. Those are the three major. Since ones. he's got to have orange, right? I mean, yeah, that's that's that's, that's probably why it's the favorite of over water. That's probably. Course, but people but... don't drink colored Gatorades because of their their tea. Yeah, possibly they well, should. Josh. That would be a they should. sponsored. Yeah, which one? Should. Which one has the best hydration properties? Should we we need a nutrition. It's probably the yellow one. The say, yellow Joe, one was the original. I feel like that needed that required beforehand. We'll get research. a nutritionist next time. But um, <laughs> uh, my my favorite one has to be the Drake curse one. Uh, which mm-hmm. which te- which jersey will Drake wear? And so far, uh, Bengals one sixty five, Rams negative two twenty. So uh, it's just I just love how much everyone collectively hates Drake with sports, uh, and that's just a big. I'm just a big fan. Who isn't? Well, he's just I, like I'm a big fan of this team. That's why I like this. It's like, bro, like, it's gonna be the Rams. Like no, I know, hundred percent. Gonna, he's already got a no Odell to be, jersey. He's gonna be in LA. He's gonna be partying with all the LA people. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He's got the Odell jersey. He's ready. Um, I'll tell I, you my favorite lame bet. Okay. Samaje Ryan over under two point five yards rushing. That yeah, I like that because I would yeah. take that. Yeah, 100%. Put some safe money there. He's going to touch the ball. I mean, I imagine. So um, we'll get to the Super Bowl MVP, too, real quick. So the obvious one is plus 100 for Matt Stafford. Plus 225 is Joe Burrow. Plus 600 is Cooper Cup. And then the fourth best odds, plus 1,600, Aaron Donald to win the MVP. That's above Jamar Chase, above, well, I guess Odell, but above anybody else. Aaron Donald. That's interesting. Um, I mean, it makes sense. He's an impactful player. And without that, with that offensive line being trash, you know what I mean? I could see it. Cause if I would love if, to see if they happen. win, he's probably going to be that. So for and then sure. we got the uh, first song performed at the halftime show, which I did not know was Eminem uh, performing first, but lose yourself is number one. And I just don't see that. It's at two fifty, And then my name is in the real slim shady follow at two seventy five and three fifty. Yeah, what uh, are they spoiling? Who's going to go first? I, yeah, I was going to say I didn't even realize. And there's literally only Eminem songs, and then there was a any other song at 175. So I mean, I would almost go with that because how do you know Eminem's going to start the show? I just feel like if I was to was, bet on how this, does Vegas know this? I, don't I mean, know. I guess they watch practice. I assume week. they probably know. But if uh, 
my my thing would be my name is or the real slim shady i could see him coming out with my name is you know what i mean like mm-hmm. why and then stan at plus 900 who the hell why there's would he start no singing stan? there's no way. why would he start singing stan that would be hilarious if he did start really with stan great, i think lose yourself is going to be the one if he that, does start that's lose, the one the most people lose know yourself. I think lose yourself would be good. I just feel like maybe you know, till I collapse, that could be a good start. They kind of start out with like uh like an intro to themselves, like Katy Perry's roar and stuff like that. She like came out with the intros and stuff, and there's like usually fanfare and whatnot. I could just see him like at least the play of my name is starting out coming out to like you know what I mean. So I, I feel like that would technically be the first song, but I could see him going into lose yourself right after that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, well you got any guys that got any more bets that you want to? Uh, yeah, they, there was the one with uh, Will a non-QB throw a touchdown pass, and I love that the Eagles made that a bet. Had By the way, in. I have bet on the uh, – there's a on DraftKings, there's over two and a half players to throw a pass in the game. I 1,000% think Odell's throwing a pass, so there's going to get to three. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that Odell is even in the rankings for MVP makes me so angry because I doubt Odell wins MVP. If he wins MVP, I'm not. It was eighteen hundred. That think will was... not be a fun end to my night on Super Bowl if Odell wins. He won't though, because Cooper. There's no way who's going to cover Cooper Cup the whole game. That's true. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody that could. I like Von Miller at plus forty five hundred. Oh my god! Uh, if he MVP. if he won that he that make him one of the greatest defensive be, players of all time. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then he can retire. Two Super Bowl like, MVPs. I'm done. I'm good. Two Super Bowl MVPs. That would be insane. I would see it as Donald Stafford or Cup. If yeah. I have to be honest, probably Rams. And Maybe if Chase if it's like a two hundred. If like he's I don't think it'd be Ramsey, Chase like, because I don't think Chase is gonna be able to do that only against Jalen Ramsey. So I think that it'll be a spread. It'll be Burrow at that point because Burrow would also be throwing 200 to Higgins and all the other company. Yeah. Cause Ramsey's not been shadowing this season, but he asked for the Jamar chase assignment. In Super Bowl, That's going to so. be the best thing to watch, honestly, in the entire Super Bowl. Well, except for the halftime show. My apologies. He's plus 10,000, man. Who? Oh, not horrible. Jalen Ramsey. Plus 10,000 no, to win the Super not. Bowl MVP. Yeah. He would need, that would be awesome. Sixes. That would be awesome. Yeah, or a pick six to touchdown, seal. man. Done. Uh, if he shut down Chase the entire game and then got a pick six to what's seal Evan the game, McPherson's yes. MVP? Uh, I don't know if you're still on that page or not. Because what if 13, he kicks like thirteen thousand? What if he kicks like six field goals plus the game-winning one? Eight field yeah, goals. He's been ice cold this whole. He's definitely got the momentum for him. Did yeah. you guys see that Gridiron Heights today? By the way, no, I didn't. Oh, it's phenomenal. You'll love it. Thank you for mentioning that and everybody who's listening. All right, let's get on to plug. Joe's. Iron Heights, sponsor us. Get on to Joe's Golf. Get us to the Waste Management Open in Phoenix this weekend, Joe. Little bit of golf at probably the most entertaining uh, golf event that happens all year besides the majors. Uh, we got TPC Scottsdale for the Waste Management Open. Um, I mean, com- golf club companies are making head covers with drunken cactuses. There's a drunk Elmo. There's a drunk Oscar popping out of a trash can for the waste management thing. It's it's exciting. And as they all imply, everyone is hammered at this tournament. They have a full stadium built around hole 17. It's a par three. But the stadium, everyone throws beer if there's a hole in one. Players are handing out jerseys and, and all this fun stuff. It's a really good time, guys. So definitely tune in for that. It's are they? I guess they're playing it on Sunday. That's kind of a mistake in my opinion. But uh, it'll be fun. Um, but we got... Um, 
my favorite golfers in this one, um, John Rahm and uh, Jordan's or uh, Justin Thomas have the number one odds to win this. Um, but we're going to fade them this week. I don't like it. I think there's too much hype around them. Um, my guy this week is Victor Hovland. He seems like the type of guy that would thrive in that atmosphere. He has made eight of eight cuts this year and four top tens in the tournaments he has played in. If you're playing DraftKings, he is $10,200 on that one. Um, my favorite guy, and if you want to bet it, it's plus 5,500, is Taylor Gooch. Um, with the last with the last name like Gooch and you walk into a stadium full of people drinking beer, you're going to have the crowd on your side. He has been on an absolute roll, making nine to ten cuts. He's got three top tens, and he's a value on DraftKings at $7,800. So I like having him in the lineup. Um you can't you can't take Hideki out of the uh, the scoreboard. The man is on fire. He's already won this year. He's eight of eight on cuts. He's won this tournament twice, and he's had four top tens this year. So get uh, get your Hideki jerseys out and uh, back home. Put those on. Um, if you're playing DraftKings, Charles Howell the third is a money making machine. He's not going to win it, but he's going to have a top ten finish guaranteed by me. So you can bet on that if you want. Um, Guaranteed we'll talk to our you. lawyers okay. um, if you try Oh, okay. To, Thank but, you for mentioning that. <laughs> uh, Charles Howell is just money in the bank at this point, man. He is. Uh, he makes every cut. He's always good to have on DraftKings, and at that price, you got to have him in your lineup. Um, Kepka has won this tournament twice. I do not like him this week at all, <laughs> uh, especially after slim shading his hair. Um, so, guys, I'm going to read you my DraftKings lineup once I find it here. And you guys can use it and play if Real you'd like. Fun. I'm looking up Brooks Kepka. How you find that? Is John Daly playing in this? Because I just feel John like John Daly. I'm not sure. I assume he is not, but this would be a good place for him to play. I was gonna say, it just seems like one. a John Daly play. Not to yeah. like put in, into DraftKings or anything. Just where he would be, you know, at home. Yeah, maybe a good one. Oh my god, Brooks! One. Why, man? It's he horrible, bleached, isn't it? He bleached his hair, and it doesn't. Well, Eminem is playing in the uh, at the Super Bowl, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot believe that happened. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's not good. So my first lineup for you guys is Victor Hovland. We got Sam Burns. He's got four top tens this year, six out of seven cuts, and historically plays this tournament very well. Ryan Henley, seven out of seven cuts, two top tens this year. He's at eighty two hundred. We already mentioned the Gooch man. Keith Mitchell, 7,500. He uh, he has the right swagger to play in a tournament like this. And uh, I like C.T. Pan. He He's my cut guy. He makes a lot of cuts, and he's $6,400, so he is very cheap. My other lineup, we have Hideki Matsuyama at $11,400, I believe. We got Victor Hovland. Um, I'm kicking myself for this because I do not like this man, but Billy Horschel, he always plays good on this tournament, and he is on a roll this year as well. Gooch man. Charles Howell is third, and Kyle Stanley, who has won this tournament, he's at $6,400, and uh, he's starting to get his game in shape. So definitely look out for those guys. Throw some of them in your lineup, and uh, hopefully we'll be making some money this weekend. Nice. I will be tuning in, except for Sunday. I'll have it on the side. Watch it on Sunday? I guess technically it'll be over. Well, I'm going – who cares? I'm going to a Valentine's Day brunch, but nobody cares about that. Are you really? On the Super Bowl day? Yeah. Brunch? Gotta start pre-gaming. That's fair. Super Bowl's not till five or whatever. I'll be driving back from Chicago, but um exactly. You're probably not even gonna watch it because you hate sports secretly. So for everybody here, 
thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, Joe, get us out of here. Follow us, tweet us, at us, whatever you want to do. We're here. We want to talk. Enjoy our shit. And we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the best weekend of the whole entire year. Let's go Bengals.